This is uh, the Defy Podcast episode seven. Yeah. Um, we've got another guest today, Rob. Yo. Okay. I always get the the um, handles wrong, so I like to introduce <laughs> yourself this time. It's, it's not easy. I mean, I've had like years of saying it now. So yeah. North London Thundercat Black Metal Bicycle Club, and that's NLTC BMBC. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, it rolls off my tongue really easy, but like yeah. as soon as I like even I put my email address out to someone, and they're like. Well, come again. I'm like, yeah. Spell it for me. I'm like, I've already spelled it once. Like, <laughs> Do you not yeah, catch yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. It's easy. Yeah. And your personal one? Oh, for Instagram? My personal Instagram is at Robotosan. Robotosan, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to get a mistake this time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, tell us a bit um, about yourself, man. I mean, yourself uh, and the team. Possibly the most unathletic person you've had on the show so far. <laughs> That's cool, but... Um, I used to race bikes a little bit more competitively, um, but then I found myself um, through injury and being a father, like more into organizing stuff now. So I managed the Thundercats team, like sort out a lot of stuff there, do a lot of the artwork for it and the kit and everything. Yeah. Um, and then also Thundercrit, Thundertrack, and also bits of Thundercross. So I work with like my teammates and stuff through that to put those on. Yeah. Um, so we sort of, Bit of a weird like a team, like a bit of an anomaly. Like we've got like a really nice sort of mixed team of people. They all like to race, but also like to get their hands dirty and help me with the organising and stuff and just sort of community stuff. And back in there and yeah. it's growing quite bigly and not bigly, bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like you know it was a really nice sort of start off like London based, but we're just finding like more and more like people like worldwide are really getting into yeah. it now, like especially with Thundercrit. So mm. yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I guess for us, and it, well, I don't know, certainly in London anyway, it, it feels to me that like, like all the events that you put on are by some distance, just red hook aside, like the biggest fixed gear, like uh, races and the kind of highest profile ones in the country, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Nice, it's nice. I mean, like, it does, it does feel like a lot going on. And when you think about like the size of the team that I've got, compared to size of other things like yeah. you know you're talking about your red hooks and stuff we're never not gonna be on that scale for quite a while i'd love mm-hmm. to like been down the line and yeah. um well, i'm sure my sponsors would love that as well like yeah, yeah. there is a, the opportunity sort of there um it's just sort of like taking the opportunities building on it and stuff and i think in the last so it'll be like the fourth year of thundercrit this year mm-hmm. and each year it's like just wow. like grown and grown and grown like you were at the first one yeah, yeah. I'll race it. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll race yeah, it. I raced like, five laps. Like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, we were there on that sort of like outside of London because we like no track. Oh, it was in the so London hot that day. In, yeah. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. it was cool. Like, there was a cool sort of vibe to it, but we still had like over 100 guys racing and mm-hmm. stuff. The very yeah. first one. And it was like just nice to have that sort of, that was a launch pad, really. And yeah. like, from then on, it's sort of spiraled out of controlling some sort of little crazy monster that I try and keep a cap on and yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. I guess yeah I mean the, the the kind of like big mark of success right from the start for me was that there was a lot of international racers there like yeah. it wasn't just some like local thing where people were coming down like straight off the bat yeah, um, yeah for the, the very first one there was yeah, quite yeah. a lot of international people yeah, and then habits and so on yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Like yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. And then Lee Valley came round and, and suddenly there was a lot of international boom, people yeah. there. Yeah. So let's maybe just like, shall we... So I know there's a, quite a lot of things we want to talk about. Um, yeah. There's like the team itself, I guess, and then the kind of like the racing aspect that, that you're, um, again, to us, I suppose, almost the kind of like face of putting on the racing side of it. So maybe just to like start off with the racing stuff. Um yeah. 
how did you get started? So what did you do? Did you just like, I'm going to put on a race? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like the whole sort of team thing started because I wanted to race at, um, at the track league when it was open at Lee Valley in the first mm-hmm. year. And I wasn't particularly into a lot of the clubs and stuff. So we'd had this sort of like pub team and stuff for a while and they made a kit and stuff and it all went from there. And a lot of us got into racing from that. So mm-hmm. And then the Red Hook Crit London came around for the first time. When was that? 2013, 2014 now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2014. 2014, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I think it opened up our eyes to sort of fixed crits. Like some of the team had done them before. Like Dimmy had been out and raced. Uh, yeah, um, he raced Nocturne. And well. he'd been at Nocturne. Yeah. There used to be like a fixed crit at Nottingham as well. Okay. Like, oh, right. Back yeah. in the day, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was also like um, the London... Bike show did like an indoor one as well. Oh wow! I think, I yeah, I remember. Oh, that. Um, I think there's a picture that Hope put up recently and stuff of him like racing with Dimmy there and things. And cool. With with something. So there was people putting them on. Yeah. And there was also the hunt back in the day as well. Yeah. And a few people so I was there. Yeah. I was aware of it. I hadn't entered any until the Red Hook Crit in London, um, and just seeing like the size of it, the scale of it, and stuff. I was like, yeah, I could do a bit more of this. I, I loved it. Like loved every minute of it. I loved mm-hmm. like, racing it, the qualifying and stuff bit bummed out that I had probably like I was probably the fittest I've been at a Red Hook crit at that one yeah. it's all gone downhill from there <laughs> but like there was um, it was quite crashy because everyone was just trying to impression impress yes, and stuff I remember yeah. and they missed there was no like last chance race and stuff and I was like bummed because I was like oh could have done. Been could have done that yeah, race. I was. I qualified for that as well, yeah. and I was a bit bummed out that so, there so many injuries. Yeah, I was look, looking, and like there was no nocturne that year because the guys that were organising with Red Hook Crit um, were also organisers of nocturne, and they didn't want to put on two fixed crit races because there's not enough appetite for it. Well, that's, well, yeah. you know, I don't know what the, the the thoughts were behind it um, fully, but at the same time, well, that's sort of was like, oh, why is it one or the other? Yeah, like, yeah. So got everyone together and like look obviously like we can do all this we've done thunder track previously at Hearn Hill it's like still one of our like you know main things like it's good to get people involved that's like getting people that want to start track racing and getting people that are into track racing at the same event just having a party vibe and I was like well we could do that mm-hmm. with crits as well like let's do something we could do it quite locally I don't care who turns up we'll sort of do it we'll find like the cheap way of doing it so it doesn't cost people too much like we're starting off shoestring budget it's like okay we went to um Hilling, not Hillingdon, that's White City Track. Uh, Redbridge. Redbridge, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. <laughs> should remember my own story. <laughs> um, and yeah, just just put on the race. I had like a good amount of people turn up. Like, I think we had like 20 women and 100 guys. And I was like, look, this is, we can do this. It wasn't the best pro set up because we had like the finish line down at the bottom of the course and yeah. people were like mm. spectating it another bit. And I was like, yeah. so there was a lot to improve on, but there was yeah. also like a lot of potential there. Yeah, and of course. It took, yeah, it was a lot of organising. We didn't have any, like, time official timings at the first one. Um, the gridding system was me basically trying to find the top five people from each one and just, like, put and them towards them in the front, front at yeah. the, in the final. Mm. But the important thing was, like, people got to race, the qualifying race and the final race yeah. and do it on, like, quite a safe track without, like, the pressure of, like, going, okay, this is our big thing. Yeah. Yeah. We had, like, a couple of offs that people stayed up. Like, um, there's a video of... Uh, Dan Coops, Dan Cooper on the yeah. on the first one, like going into going the to final cycle lap. Mode. And he does, yeah, and he nearly <laughs> takes out like I think it's like Charles um Nicholson, like Charles Reza from the Elf team as yeah. well. He's like taking photos on the side, and just goes around the back of him and just carries on and like puts him out completely out of like yeah, the race. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, 
if you do that in Red Hook, like, it was game over, but yeah. it was like yeah. nice to show that, okay, like, it's good wheel-to-wheel racing, accidents will happen, but at the same yeah. time, we could do it safely and there's not always like a collarbone and stuff at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it was grassroots and literally on, on the grass sort of roots on, <laughs> on that bit and stuff. <laughs> and from there on, I just got like people like getting in touch going like, we love what you've done, like we need to, you know, push on with this, like we've got some opportunities here and stuff for mm-hmm. you. Um, I think one of the first people that got in touch with me about the whole thing uh, were the guys from Bell in the UK. Yeah. Um, they were managed by Zara at the time, they still are. And them and Altura have like really sort of like helped me like push on to the next level and stuff. And they've given me like the opportunity to go out to places like Lee Valley and go, look, I've got a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. They don't like, you know, provide a lot of, I mean, a lot of it is still ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never made a profit on it yet. In fact, like I'm still probably like down year on year and stuff like, on mm-hmm. the whole thing. But like, I don't really care too much about this. It's not about the money making and stuff. Like if people go, it's like 30 quid to enter a race or something. It's like, well, do you know how much it costs to run the race? race. A lot of people don't know that. And I feel like... Yeah. Well, maybe I'd I'd really like an opportunity at the moment to to really get into a bit more of the detail about it. So so it sounds like the the first one that was put on, a bit of a... Organization there. Um, <laughs> I'll talk more clearly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, just moving the mics for people who are just uh, slightly on northern. So it's the middle um, bit that's just really sort of like flat. Yeah, yeah. It's in the middle. Yeah. Um, so you so you put on the first race at Redbridge, and so presumably you just approached them. Um, did they have any like qualms about putting it on because it was track bikes and it was brakeless? The main the main sticking point um, initially, like I went to places like Lee Valley in the first year and stuff as well, and it was like, well, British cycling don't want to get involved with it. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. see everything you see online is people crashing and stuff. It won't last. No one's interested in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, if that's going to be your attitude, then like you know, that's fine. That wasn't just like Lee Valley. That's like a, just a, a response overall, from a lot yeah. of people like. I went to councils and stuff, like spoke to people that deal with like cycle infrastructures, like mm-hmm. talking about closed roads and things like that. And it's like, they do it for like a standard road bike race and stuff like, um, but I was just getting like blanked and nothing back and stuff at did all. You, did you ever say to them, oh, if you do it for a standard road bike race, give us a 30 minute opportunity post or pre your race to see if we can I did, integrate it? I or did, did I mean... Not- the thoughts crossed my mind like a couple of times of being able to do uh, do that, um, but I don't think it would have put us in a position. If we went and did that, I don't think we'd be in the position we are now. Mm. Yeah, having the whole standalone race and being able to control every aspect of it yeah. has mm. been like vital to like any sort of fixed gear race and stuff. Um, I think if you find like the biggest races that are out there and stuff, and the guys that are put on like really good shows, and they um, are mainly their own event within the day and stuff. Yeah. So I'm talking yeah. like Red Hooks. Red Race do it a bit differently where they do sort of tag it on, but they've done it on such a scale that it is its own event within a even in, bigger in, event. Within the Velothon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but they also like, you know, they do their, the karting track and stuff. And there's like, there's no yeah. other bike races on then. It's part, it's part of like a bike exhibition, but they've got like a really interesting way of like going about it yeah. and mm-hmm. making it into a big thing. And then you've got guys like I really love the NL Crit series. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we like, I'd love to do something like that in the UK as well. Um, it feels more like UK races. We could like sort of join up and like 
get that sort of like point system going and try and take it out of London as well, which is like a point we'll mm. try and come back onto a bit yeah, later yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But with like going back to the first one at Redbridge, they were just like really open to me about it. And they were like, okay, look, this is our hire fee for the day or a few hours and stuff. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's, that's doable. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need you to do like insurance risk assessment course, and stuff like yeah. that, because that that's the most important thing is like rider safety and making sure if the worst case scenario does happen, you're 100% covered for it. So we were like, yeah, okay, we can we can do that. So we went into it. It wasn't as much as you'd, you'd think. Like yeah. it's a one day insurance. But one if it was like that insurance and you were paying that rate on a daily basis, yeah, it's expensive. Mm. It's like a couple of hundred, few hundred quid and stuff. But mm. in the grand scheme of things for a race, and you're doing like one, two a year and stuff and getting insurance and things like it's easy like you shouldn't let that sort of thing put you off yeah mm. um you get like there was things happening at the time like nar park which was a really cool sort of like yeah. um yeah. car park racing yeah stuff. yeah and like that was like nice and underground oh, i love that sort of thing um mm. but i think we've sort of put ourselves in the position now where we're more of a an insured sort of like safe like big scale race but we also do our drag sprints that we did the other weekend as well yeah. that's like it's like, you know, slightly more community based, but like, you know, there's, there's nothing's going to go wrong there. It's like it's slightly different, like groups of people but yeah. within yeah. the same sort of yeah. like community and stuff really. So, um, yeah, I'd say if you were looking at starting a race, just find a, find a venue that you think, um, well, get a budget in mind. How much, you, how many people do you think you're going to get there? Think about ticket sales. Don't think about getting money from sponsors because that is difficult. Yeah. And even yeah. like to this day, like that is something I find like really difficult without getting in massive sort of like corporate sponsors and stuff. Um, I find that people within the bicycle industry are really sort of welcoming to it now and mm-hmm. they do want to be involved in this sort of sport. So there's there's people out there that'll help you, but it'll be more like helping with prizes yeah. and helping push them within the community that they're interested in like marketing towards basically mm-hmm. yeah. so there's people interested people i have to sort of turn down because they're sort of like conflict with like existing sponsors that i you know which is fine just business and how it is yeah. every day yeah. um and i know people want to get involved but yeah find find a venue look into insurance cost it all up and then just sort of like put it out there i'm like my email or my details and stuff like i'll make them readily available if people want to ask and stuff i'm like yeah let's do it slay then uh, slay yeah. then rob's dms <laughs> yeah. No, well, yeah, i'll get back to most of them yeah. <laughs> um unless you're like a bot and i was like do yeah. the old delete but yeah I'm, I'm quite open to like discussing that sort of stuff with people because i'd just love to build mm. more of a uk scene like at the minute like getting the team to race um, enough races does involve going to Europe quite a bit at the moment, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, when Brexit happens, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, be harder. Yeah. Yeah. Next month. Get yeah. those visas. Well, no, nah, yeah. let's, let's see. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Actually going out to Holland and stuff and uh, getting like, we do like either train and a ferry or whatever. It's not, that difficult like mm. quite got to Harwich, isn't it? And, yeah, yeah i mean it it's there and it is actually quicker than getting up to newcastle or something for example on a drive yeah <laughs> it can yeah. be like you know there's there's less things out there. there's like dijon and stuff as well it's like the yeah. south of france but like it's it's not mm. flight flight sort of race like you can like travel by car or van which means yeah. you can get a team of people with you don't even have to be in a full team it's like yeah. get some like-minded people that you want to race with and then just share it yeah. it's yeah, not that it. expensive like to go out and do it but the more that happens in the uk the, the bigger the scene will get there's people like True. 
I mean, it's very London focused at the minute, but I know there's people like, like the guys Clash Racing in Bristol and stuff. They, they've come up, come out recently and done yeah. quite a few things. Mm. Um, I'd love it if they managed to get a place in Bristol to do like a race mm. and stuff. Like, um, don't do that's rad boys to do a race up there. They, no. they, they're more focused on the road now. Like they were there mm. early doors and stuff. Yeah. The, but I think the, I'm not sure how the Bristol fixed gear scene is at the moment. Like yeah. I'm sort yeah. of quite London centric myself. Like. I know there's a bit of a lead scene and stuff and they've come to some of our races and but it's sort of everything's changing around yeah. like Manchester mm. used to have quite a big fixed scene um, mm. some guys from Liverpool now popping up and stuff as well that's good um, that's good luck and yeah. uh, there was the guys that when we first started um, down in Bournemouth way as well yeah you know, that's yeah, right yeah. And, and they had oh, like yeah. a nice little series going and, mm. and but I think they were possibly a little bit ahead of their, their times and stuff, and I don't know sort of what happened. I know some of the guys still race, but yeah, the yeah. organising stuff doesn't happen so much. I think that's what scared me about putting stuff on outside of London for a mm. while. It's like, how many people are you going to get outside of London? But yeah, I've got a race yeah. that will be outside of London this year. Yeah, um, I mean, you've got a heavy following, distance. I suppose. Like a lot of people. Yeah, that's what helps us now. It. I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, worked hard on that and just sort of building it up. Just sort of started the Thundercrit account as well because I think it was about time to do that. Yeah. Because um, I, I think I, was, I had enough of like sort of pimping out the team account to the race and stuff. Really. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's what I felt like. That, um, there, was, there wasn't a conflict there. It was a lot of this content was, you know, viable and it's the same stuff. But mm. I want to be able to talk about the team in that on their own thing. And then the race needs to be its own, it's it's, it's its own yeah. thing now. Mm. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it needs its own thing because otherwise I don't give it enough precedence on the team account. So yeah. now it's like I can communicate better about like what's happening with the races and stuff for it. I can do like maybe do some proper live streams and stuff yeah. for it as well. And what, what, what's the biggest blocker that comes up when, you, when you've when you now tried to like expand? Um, I think the biggest thing for me at the moment is just getting a initial cash flow in to get um, the venue hire is usually the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Timing's quite restrictive because just the amount of people um, to help you like do this. Like it's nice. The volunteers I that I've had, I've been really lucky like getting yeah. hold of those guys and stuff because you mm -hmm. need a team of people around you. Most unsung heroes. Pre yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I try and treat them as good as I can. Like we did like things like last year. I've like I do like t-shirts and caps and yeah, stuff. Right. It's like I can't pay them cash and stuff. There's like whole sorts of like business sort of things going on there. It's yeah. like yeah, I can't really pay wages and stuff. Um, you come in as a volunteer. I'll try and get you as many like treats and stuff as possible. We'll get you like drinks and like lunches and stuff through the day, and just make sure like you're enjoying it. Really, yeah. like, and I think yeah. that's the thing is like people go there and the people that we do have that volunteer and stuff have a, enjoyed it. Yeah. And yeah. like. So you don't, you know, you can turn up on the day and stuff. You don't even have to contact me. Say, oh, do you need any help? And I'm like, oh yeah, throw you some free stuff. And yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, you can even like just take a group of friends. Like if I ask you to go and like just monitor a corner, take a group of friends out. It's like a little cheer squad on the corner and stuff. Yeah. Like mm. we've had guys that have been doing photography and marshalling and stuff at the same time. And you get some like, you know, nice sort of angles of the race that I don't see at my end stuff like yeah. control towers. Like, yeah. I, don't know what's going on like we had a crash last year it was like the far end of the course and it sort of delayed the day quite a bit and mm -hmm. um i wasn't sure what was going on the control tower and stuff but like yeah. you know the marshals there looking after it and it was yeah those guys just kept everyone safe got everyone brushed down that weren't badly infected and back to the start line and mm -hmm. stuff and yeah. Like, yeah we were okay we were rolling again as soon as the ambulance left yeah, yeah. what about so it sounds like <laughs> moving from the first one at Redbridge and like you said so there's like the outlay of hiring the venue mm -hmm. it, 
for, I guess from what you were saying there, there wasn't too much else in the way of infrastructure. So you didn't have like time and chips and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So then to make that next step up where there is probably more of a cost outlay where you start needing to go, okay, right. So I need, yeah, like, so is, there must be, aside from the venue hire and the insurance, like what are the other kind of big things that mean you've got a big upfront cost? Yeah, I mean, like the t- turnover is um, increasing like year on year. So the, the first year I can, I might as well like say like, the higher fee and insurance were pretty much like the only things I had to pay for. And I don't think we turned over more than a thousand pounds, which like it's, it might sound like a lot. Um, but I think when, you know, I sort of, I took a bit of a gamble. I had no like like financial bit. I had to put like the first bits down and like when the ticket money sort of came in, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, like covered my costs and then, there was a little bit extra there so I could put into like prizes and stuff. And like, there was like, we put like an after party on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a bit of a venue thing there. And we were like quite lucky just to pull in some favors from people and like just do it quite cheap. Second year I was like, okay, that worked. But um, we wanted to try and get it back into like central <coughs> London. Um, Lee Valley had kept an eye on what was going on and stuff. I was I had like evidence to show that it worked to them. So like, this is the quality of racing. Like, yeah, yeah so it was cool. I was thinking like how, how did you convince them to then go, oh yeah. It didn't take as here, much convincing as it was. I just need I just needed to get a face-to-face interview and they've got like a corporate team there and stuff that like they do corporate hospitality days and that's okay. who I deal with there. Oh, so okay. we okay. um whereas the um the BC sort of crits and stuff like full gas and things mm-hmm. are done on a reduced fee. Yeah. Um so they've got that because it's British cycling stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a corporate fee. And that will stay that way until like uh, it become if it becomes a British cycling affiliated type of race, which yeah. I don't foresee just yeah. yet. But mm-hmm. I'm Did hopeful. you want it to go that way? <clears throat> it it could be helpful. And yeah. I think you see in uh, the US like there's there's definite interest in um the US cycling taking an interest from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. And a new guy Australia. as well who yeah. used to be with New Balance and he yeah. seems like super keen on looking yeah. at different yeah. ways of and approaching I it. I think the the crit the road crit scene out there and stuff is what I pay more attention to in America mm. than their pro uh, racing stuff. So obviously I, I follow like the Legion guys, obviously yeah. like Justin Williams oh, and stuff yeah. like absolute ballers and stuff but they're sort of like making waves and they've got like such a voice out there now and they're big into the crits like they travel statewide and stuff yeah. like well countrywide and stuff yeah. yeah like end to end of the country like racing doing crits and i think crits are a massive thing in america right yeah, now yeah huge and like yeah. how i think i say this in every podcast but like if there's one thing like all the americans and, and the racing scene over there do really well is they make it look cool yeah and over yeah. here it, 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 it's not cool it's deep whenever it's I go to a race whether it's crits yeah. or road mm-hmm. I'm just like this is deeply uncool like, <laughs> it's not like, it's not exciting for most people yeah. whereas yeah. the fixed races they, 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 they had bring the new road crits so yeah. that started a couple of years ago last year or two and mm-hmm. um, Alec went and did a couple of them with the, the specialised team mm-hmm. and like a thing and then they have got the British like pro teams and yeah. stuff so now like, there's some stuff with techers as well I think. Yeah, it was so there was the techers team and stuff that uh, was entered like into the elite crits basically. Yeah, so yeah. it's like elite series, and it was like um, I think it was like Harry Tanfield and the Kenny Nisberg team and stuff were like pretty oh, much owned them like mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. But they're like sort of countrywide. But as you say, like there's uh, they're in it's an in between sort of stage. You can see that where they want to push it, like the way that they're marketing it and stuff is like this really cool sort of race. But at the same time, this sort of seems quite restricted by British cycling rules and the old mm. guard. And uh, where we can go with like the fixed stuff is a little bit different because we haven't got that sort of the history behind it. Yeah. We're yeah. making the history like bit by bit. Like 
um, we're sort of following the Red Hook footsteps, but mm. I don't think they're bad footsteps to follow in. Like, no, you know, no, Dave, David Trimble's like, you know, there with him, his team have created this racing and it's up to people to um, support that and work, not work within that. Like we yeah. put our own thing on, like, it, he's just he's happy I reckon that everyone else has like picked it up and stuff like yeah. he, less pressure on him almost as well yeah I mean like he <laughs> what's the point of it it's got yeah. a you know it's a global global <coughs> series I think there's been a few issues with like trying to get races in and, and stuff yeah. in the past couple of years um, it's not really my business and stuff and I, yeah. I'd speculate and stuff on, on things that go on there but um, from a UK point of view if if London doesn't happen and, and things I'm not too sure where that's going at the moment then We've managed to put in a race that does sort of fill that void in the calendar. Sure. Yep. And I've not even heard an official date for Nocturne and stuff this year. So oh, the rumours are June 8th, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's like that. the usual sort of week when it's yeah. free. Yeah, so I've yeah. like put like a little sort of Start. pencil in the diary and yeah. stuff going like, okay, that'd yeah. be like a date to avoid any sort of clash with. I think at Nocturne last year, um, it was the week after Thundercrit and we mm -hmm. got in... Like a really cool sort of like group of people like racing and then a lot of them stayed on and did the That's nocturne right. afterwards yeah. mm. um but then i was like got to nocturne and like got a lot of italian teams turn up for it and i was speaking to like one of the guys who sponsors like and he sponsors a lot of teams like a wheel guy spin on these mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. and he was like well the, these guys see this as the red hook crit of london because it's like in the city and stuff and i'm like yeah cool i'll get that but it's like um it's a one-part race in sort of it's a hit or miss like you've got 40 minutes to impress whereas like mm. I've got like a whole Thundercrack thing where you've got a whole day to like just get in with the whole vibe and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so some people prefer to see that sort of vibe some people like to see okay this is a massive corporately sponsored event mm. lots of things but when when it comes to organising I say just start small you're not going to be able to get the biggest bestest Thing that ever out there yeah. in in your first year yeah, of course. i think that's where some people wanted to go like i think there was i've heard people all want to go oh, i want to i want to put a race on but i want to make it the best one that i possibly can so do the best you can but it's not necessarily like it takes a lot of work like yeah i four years ago i wouldn't have thought i'd be in this sort of situation like sitting down and talking about where i've we've traveled from and stuff yeah. like with the with the races um and yeah it's a lot of a lot of hard work but the first year was actually loads of fun like mm. the reason the main one of the main reasons i sort of did it i got injured like in a race um earlier in the season on that and i was like mm -hmm. okay i've got a bit of spare time to fill in here because i was planning on racing it originally when it was all like it was like okay i'm gonna organize it and race it and stuff and it's gonna be awesome yeah. it's like i'd never be able to race it yeah. <laughs> so be prepared yeah. to like take a hit of like from training periods and being able to like is that know, taking a hit races. or is that like um <laughs> yeah i mean like <laughs> the legs feeling fresh feels good sometimes oh man yeah. The, yeah i've not really done too many sort of long stints out there and so i've yeah. also got like a small family and things so it also limits the time i get to do that but it means i can focus more on getting that in there and mm. i try not to put the pressure on the teammates too much of we're going okay like i need some help on bits although i do pass it out there and they get their training done and yeah. help me out and stuff like whenever it's needed so how do you balance all of that uh, like it's as far as like your family and then the racing and then it's actually spinning racing. plates like it, yeah. it's really hard that you just see which one's starting to wobble and just go and do that one as well um, okay. so you get like normal work pressures and you've got like yeah young young family pressures like and then you've got like wanting to represent your team and your friends and, and then you're always it's organizing thing as well yeah and I don't really know how I'll do it and I can't mm. really, I don't think it's that easy to explain. I don't think it'd be that interesting to explain. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. um, but it, um, it just, it sort of gets there. Like it comes to a point where I'm like, 
someone will email go, oh, you've not got back to me and stuff. And it'll be like two or three weeks later, yeah. they've asked me for something. I'm like, yeah, that, that's bad. But as long as I sort of like keep on top of like my work and family stuff, then the other things sort of fall into place and I get yeah. a bit more support. That The work and family is like the hardest work for me, like, because it's like, that's me personally, like, yeah, to maintain it. I've got a good support network on the other ones and stuff. And I think that's really good to like to get across well, there yeah. and stuff. Like, I'd, um, I don't underestimate like the help that the, t- the the team put in and stuff. And I often like put things out like we've got like a Facebook group and WhatsApp groups and mm-hmm. stuff. And go, oh, thank you, like you know, for helping us. Oh no, thank you, Rob. And that's like cool. It's nice to get thanked, but like, yeah. I don't. I, I I appreciate them more than they sort of realise sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it's cool. And how do you um do you, do you find yourself like do you put pressure on yourself or do you find yourself under pressure? So I know that as I kind of said at the start, like I definitely see you as like the face of Thundercrit if you like. Mm-hmm. But if something went <laughs> if, but if something went wrong, I wouldn't be like it was Rob. But yeah. then but then if I but then if I put myself in your shoes, if I was running a race and something went wrong, I would immediately put it all on myself and be like, this is this is my fault. I've messed up here. And I, I don't think I'd be able to deal with that pressure I'd put on myself. So yeah. how, how do you approach it? I mean, I don't particularly want to be seen as like the face of Too anything. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's cool. I like, you know, I really appreciate that you think like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, Rob, Rob is Thundercrit, but there's more to it and stuff like that. And... Um, I don't mind I've, as I've matured and stuff, I guess, like through the years. Like we all started like becoming friends on the London Thick Scare Forum and it was a bit of a wild west of like insults and stuff towards <laughs> yeah. people. Like yeah. it has calmed down a bit. I think that's like just pe- basic people of age. But like I used to go off and like, it's quite embarrassing if I ever think back to like some of the stuff I've posted and written. Please don't go back and look for it. Because like, it's probably still there. Uh, LFGSS.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, slightly different or something. But yeah, yeah. So... Um, there was probably some really embarrassing stuff through there and mm. things. And it's like, I think what I've done is I've become more political in my answers and I'll think about it a lot more before I'll just like go off and done. Like you were speaking about the, the Bohuma Red Hook Crit thing, like internet beef. Yeah. I'm like, mm. just trying to avoid that at all costs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I want to make, um, I'm here to like make a race that people want to enjoy and be happy. And I enjoy it when people are enjoying it. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, I've not really had any bad blood through the race or anything like that. I think I've crossed some people or made them a bit angry when like the team sort of came about. I think there was a, sure. there was a few people that didn't like, oh, okay, there's this group of people, you know, and now they're getting like sponsored and they're racing. They're not particularly fast and stuff and they don't mm-hmm. win a lot. And it's like, so, okay, it's not, it's, yeah, <laughs> sure, we're, sure. We're yeah. It's, it's bigger than just going out there and, and getting sponsored. Like we're mm-hmm. going out there and trying to like build a community. Like there's a whole sort of fledgling scene that we're a part of, okay, like things came like hand in hand with it. I'm not going to say no to stuff. Yeah. If it helps us, like, um, you know, there's, there's things that have helped us so we can go out and race and represent and build, like, like put UK teams out in races across Europe, mm-hmm. um, trying to get people out to Red Hook Crit in New York and stuff. It's not, it's not a cheap sport. And the guys still, we still pay our own way into it as well. We have yeah. to keep, we have yeah. to hold down like, nine to five jobs um, yeah everything like you know paying yeah. so many bills and like it's still it, it's not a hobby and it's not a profession it's like it's weird it's, like it's a, a passion it's, like, yeah, it's yeah, in between yeah. like and the guys carry on doing it not because like they get there's no one's getting any financial benefit from it at all like you know 
it costs us to represent these companies and stuff and the guys do it because they love racing and they love being part of the team and, mm-hmm. and being part of that ethos and stuff mm-hmm. so being able to do like the thunder crit stuff is like okay well that helps them because then there's something a bit more local for them it doesn't cost them anything to like go and race at that one and things and it sort of helps like build that sort of relationship with our, our sponsors as well there that they they love it that we're sort of multifaceted like yeah we've got something that not a pro team does it you name me a pro team that has a men's and women's team and then puts on like different types of races and then race races in all different sorts of things like, yeah i think it doesn't happen so no but i think the modern cyclist does want to do all sorts of different types of racing you want to do cross you want to do like road racing everyone's getting into gravel and stuff like that now yeah. um you can't just sort of sit yourself in one sort of scene sit there in one, yeah. Yeah, one subject now like, you know it's everyone wants to do different bits of racing um, so we're quite lucky that building that team, like you guys, you do, you do more road racing and yeah, crit stuff yeah, these days. Yeah, so yeah. you've got that opportunity to like use sort of the, the defi sort of like platform to go, okay, we're putting ourselves out there and we're not like, you're not, it's not just a boring old like pro cycling team or anything like yeah, that. We're yeah. like, we've got a message we want to put out there. We've got a sort of style that we like and this is how we're going to do it. And it's, mm. there's a freedom to that and you can't really sort of put a price on mm. that sort of thing. Yeah, of course. So what about, what are, you mentioned they're all looking at like different types of racing and the different um, aspects of the team then. So what's, um, for like Thundercrit and, and Thundertrack, like what's the plans for the year then? So you just, we just saw announced last week that there's going to be two Thundercrits this year, there which is... everyone's super excited about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, super excited. Like, um, uh, not too much pressure, hopefully. <laughs> the second one. So the second one came about quite quick. So the the main Thundercrit Lee Valley was the May the fourth date, um, Star Wars Day, as most people know it. It was like as Barrington knows it, and that's going to be like sort of just a progression of like where we were last year. So same course, same venue. We'll do some crit training sessions beforehand, yeah. like for the uh, novices out there that want to get involved, so we can. Yeah use Lee Valley as like a fixed crit friendly training session with no road bikes on course. Yeah, which I think is like, like, I think that's amazing. Like, I definitely know that for me, when I was riding fixed crits more, the main thing that held me up was like just the skill set to do yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that's like a big part that maybe doesn't, I, I think people a lot of people come in with a base fitness, but not a, a, a real understanding of how to, to handle the bike. race a track bike in a group, mm. which I'd say, go to Hearn Hill or mm-hmm. like your local cycling track and learn how to do like, you know, half lap changes together mm-hmm. and stuff. I think that is great sort of track bike discipline training. But then mm-hmm. what we offer our training sessions are more of like, okay, this is how you're going to take a hairpin. Mm-hmm. That hairpin. Go in two or three. Like, yeah. It's quite, it looks dangerous, but I think it's quite safe compared to them because you go uphill into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which takes a lot of down, speed. Yeah. Yeah. If we, yeah. we do a training session using the other half of the course, which we don't do at Thundercrit. Mm-hmm. Like down. The, yeah. So oh, it's coming right. straight across that, um, the back straight, and mm-hmm. then we'll turn left and go up the hill afterwards. Okay. So the bit of the course that we don't use for the race, because we can split like a novice and a more advanced mm-hmm. group. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, so we've done a few mixes, and we'll mix it up, and we've got like um, the guys take control, of, like Kaz is great at that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, we've had like Lena, Henry, Joe, who she won out the first two women's Thunder Crits, yeah. and now she's a, a Thundercat herself. And she's like great at training, like just great getting like the guys involved with that and putting their sort of um, experience down yeah. to people mm-hmm. that are, are new to me. Like there's there's so many people like, you know, we know a lot of people through, we've known each other like through years and yeah. stuff just going through and like meeting at races. But there's like, there's so many people that are like 
just want to get involved, but they don't know where to start. And it's hard that's if you're it on is. the kind of periphery, if you're on, yeah. you feel yeah. you're on the outside. So it's a good Definitely. opportunity yeah. for people to come and get involved. So that was like with Thundercrit, like at Lee Valley, that's definitely a good thing there. It was like, I can get a lot of people starting. I can extend the start list a bit today, uh, like this year and get like a hundred guys in the A final and have an 80 track limit in the uh, B final. So it's, I can get 20 more people. I sold out last year, mm-hmm. yeah. but like I've got track limits to go and I want to make sure everyone gets two races. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. could probably sell more tickets, but I want to make sure people that are entering definitely get a final of sorts and stuff. Yeah. So whether or not you're, you know, think you're fast enough for the A's or you're like, you're on the periphery and, and stuff like the guy who won the, um, the B's last year, I think, um, it's close racing, close racing, yeah. 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 And I think he actually, I think he got confused because he actually, I think he, he might have qualified for the A's and stuff. I can't come back to it now, but there was like some timing chip thing and he found himself in the B's, but actually he was quite a strong rider, but he hadn't done a lot of group crit riding mm-hmm. and he actually found himself like going out time trialing off the front and that was the safest place for him. Yeah. So I've worked for him, but like just getting the, the, the B's out there and getting a, a decent racing without being taken off after a couple of laps and stuff <laughs> yeah. um, is pretty, pretty handy, I think. And then the July 27th day is happening in Eastbourne, which is quite exciting because it's yeah. part of the Eastbourne Cycling Festival. And I got contacted about a month or so ago. Oh, so they came to you for they it. They came so to that's cool. Yeah. That is good. Um, yeah, that's a good the thing. The guy who's organising it is like, is really sounding, a guy called Eddie Bell. And he's like, he's part of this whole thing a cycling festival for like the last few years and it's sort of grown into its own thing last year they didn't put it on at all but british cycling contacted the masculine to put them on, on a race again because they want to use it um for another race they're putting on over the weekend and stuff i don't mm-hmm. know how much i can sort of say about it but it's like be quite exciting sort of race over that weekend stuff that will be happening on on that saturday too and then we'll be We'll have the 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. slot on the crit circuit, which oh, goes wicked. on the beachfront. Perfect. So you can get wow. go get some, like, you know. Amazing pictures. Or, yeah, a bit in the sea during the day. Hopefully sand the sun's and out nice and <laughs> sandy in Eastbourne, not like Brighton, where it's all like just like stones, stones everywhere. Stones, yeah. So, um, hopefully, yeah, there's no off-roading into the sand and stuff. I think it should be okay. Like, the course looks pretty pretty cool, actually. Okay. Like, a big wide promenade that you can use. Is like, it a kind of car park or... or is it no, like, it's um, the, the closed street circuit. There's going to be oh, pubs on every corner nice. and stuff as well. So, Decent. think of, like, Nocturne Meeks. Think of the promo with the pubs. Yeah. And uh, we've got, like, the, the late slot, and there's going to be, like, fireworks shows afterwards. So, oh, wow. I was going to nice. say, like, that fireworks on the track, fireworks yeah. off the track, yeah. and some beers on the beach. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to get some, like, hotel stuff sorted and, yeah. mm-hmm. as well. There's so are you going to make a weekend of it? Is that the, the kind the of whole thing's on Saturday and Sunday and like there's different races. It's going to be like road crit races and stuff like that. So if you're part of a road team or you just Chris. want to be like involved with that sort of thing, like there's Bean, Sea Cats and Elites and stuff like that uh, with the women as well. And I think they're going to do Penny Farthing and Folding Bike Race and some fun races. There's also, um, uh, what do you call them? The... The long distance races, not races. Audax? No, not Audax. And uh, like the Ride London. A Sportive. A Sportive, yeah, that's the one, yeah. It's not really Sportive, not my sort of thing, but like I know a lot of people are into it and like that's good. There's going to be one of those ending on the Sunday there. So there's a lot of things that you can do and obviously like a sort of expo sort of zone of like things down there to do. So 
So remind us of the dates of that again. Um, so the main London Lee Valley crit is May the 4th, which is the all day event. So it'd be like from like 1pm onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully not as late into the evening this time because that costs extra if someone crashes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so don't, 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 don't crash. Don't crash extra money because <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's more money for yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> extra security, extra on insurance, yeah. extra first aid. Um, but mm. yeah, and then the Eastbourne one is a little bit more structured because I'm not organizing the whole thing, which is really cool. Right. Uh, but I get to like run the roost on our race basically. And right. that's on July the 27th. Cool. And I will hopefully have tickets available really soon for that. I'm just trying to iron out a few things first because yeah. I don't want to launch them and then do a whole fire festival thing yeah it's 99 percent there yeah, honestly like, watch that documentary um, that is, is, like my girlfriend i'm, not, talk, I'm not talking about the guy that does that thing either that's the highlight clip yeah yeah um, shit. wow Jar Rule's not involved in this. No, yeah. oh, got it. You might, you might do the after show if he wants to yeah. turn up there. Yeah. 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 After play, there's, like there's an app. There's an app you can book him on, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Remember, uh, Thunder, is Thunder Track happening as well? Thunder Track is also booked in, I believe it's, don't quote me on this, I'm going to get it wrong, August the 11th. Um, possibly 12th if that's a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we'll do that again. Like we, It was. A little bit like damp last year. I wasn't there last year because I'd go and visit like family in Japan and stuff. But like the guys ran it and we had it all there, and it was a decent turnout. We do like A's and B's for men and women. Like mm-hmm. if we get us like full enough, like mm. um, on our races, like we try and keep it all there. So there's something for everyone, and that's more of like an omnium sort of based thing. And it's good for like beginners at Hearn Hill. Like so, there's plenty of opportunity before August to go and practice experience yeah. like the Hearn Hill sort of thing. And, We've done Thunder Track longer than Thunder Crit, and it is a really cool thing. And Hearn Hill love it because we bring new people to the track yeah. that want to get yeah. involved. That's yeah. how we started racing. Was like we were going to Hearn Hill like as a team and stuff, um, and we were just like going doing the training sessions. And some of us got involved in track league and things. Do you reckon there's a possibility that you could partner up with Hearn Hill on a longer term? So then you have like a Thunder Track series residency or so you have almost. like one week is all about the sprinters for example and then another week is say you know like scratch race series or something i mean like, that, along that would be that'd be cool i mean like they do their own track series of and course, stuff yeah. anyway um yeah. which i think is really cool like a midweek sort of thing yeah. um the weekend stuff their calendar gets booked out quite quickly they do yeah. their open days every month and stuff which are really cool like things like the foot the fifth floor ones happening yeah. the first one announced yeah. april which is april, april which is usually yeah. our bit of a season opener for our team and yeah. stuff yeah and we try and get to as many of those open days as possible and um, they're all put on by other cycling teams, are, right? yeah yeah, yeah. which i think is like a really cool sort of thing um there are some interesting things happening at Hearn Hill this year as well um they're going to be doing like a little fundraiser weekend stuff and we'll we'll be putting on a, a drag sprints there as part of it oh, so, um so there will be like a bit of a weekend there's a lot of different types of races there again it's one of the things where i'm sort of involved in i don't know how much i can say or put out there at the minute mm-hmm. but um ewan who also races like neviark and stuff yeah, yeah. like he's oh like, that's he's, how you say it yeah. Say it again. Ewan. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say his name. I would say Never Yacht. It's like New York, like Nueva York. Nueva York. Yeah, okay. So it's like oh. Never York. Oh, just the Los Yeah. Always never knew how to say uh, the team name. It, a lot of it's a guess, like Adjane. Yeah. Adjane. NLTC. 
So yeah, I mean, um, there's yeah, there's those, there's those things going on, and they did like um, the Brompton Day there last year, which was like really cool. And I think that yeah. the, the fundraiser is going to be a bit like that, where there's different types of raising going on, raising racing going on yeah. to raise money for Hernhill Velodrome. So we'll be doing like sort of like a very low entry, like one or two pound entries, come and race your bike along like the home straight, just like a knockout sort of series or something. Mm-hmm. Not. Mm. 100% thought about the best way of like rolling it so far but um it's a bit of a not a filler race but just like a something while they're going in between like two like more sort of pro races and stuff like on there yeah that's good and it's just gonna be like a really sort of like fun vibe there and that, that's gonna be like a whole weekend in June June cool so and <laughs> circling back around what you said earlier yeah. on there for people uh, for you to for you to have the most opportunity i guess is to get people to buy tickets as early as possible it sounds because that means you've got like the kind of a stable cash flow um i mean ticket sales early obviously helps i mean when it comes to thundercrate i find that the the men's tickets do have like an initial sort of like pickup like people are excited to be there to be like early adopters into it and yeah. like you know, on yeah. that that helps me because I don't like, you know, I'm not in a position where I've got like a, a ton of savings or anything like in the background stuff to like put it in there. Like I try and get like a little bit of like sponsor money in first to put like a deposit down on the track and then like uh, Lee Valley are quite good. Like you can put like deposit down on it and then you can pay the rest like a month before the whole race starts. So cool. it's in my uh, interest to sell tickets early as well um, yeah. and just, just sell out in general because I think, I don't think I've ever not sold it. I think like the second year when we first went to Lee Valley, I think I might have had like five or ten tickets left over and stuff like on the day. But it's like, mm-hmm. what's that really? Like, it's yeah. very small percentage. The uptake's there, and it's not been a problem. Like, I'd like to get more women involved. Like, I think that's yeah. one thing where um, I've not been very good at communicating it. But I think the whole fixed gear crits scene is like very friendly to like. Everyone the quality knows. basically mm-hmm. yeah. um i think that's where the sort of bonus of like something that started like, as a 21st century race and just having that a bit more of like flexibility to go okay like well we've got a new race format and we want men and women involved like equally from the beginning and stuff and that's equal how we prizes and equal so prizes yeah. equal racing and stuff so i want to i've always tried to get a women's a and b race in with, yeah due to the numbers like sometimes end up like having them on at the same time um, but in my experience, if you did like a, a race of like five women in or five men in even, like it yeah. just wouldn't be sort of fun to watch. So you sort of set them up on the, on the same different times. Yeah. And it's just about how I manage that on mm-hmm. the day and yeah. stuff really. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more women that want to get involved, there's opportunities there to learn. It's very low pressure at the moment compared to some of the men's racing. So mm-hmm. I think it's a lot safer because there's a slightly smaller group and things. Mm-hmm. And I just think women generally hold themselves on the bike a lot better. Like the handling's there, the speed's there, but the uh, there is aggression. But like if you see like how some of the guys that don't know the limits sometimes they just let like you know yeah. <laughs> let it let it take yeah. like overtake them and sure. like Send you know it. red mist comes down and it's like they're, <laughs> it's like they're trying to do something that physically they they can't they do. Can't do yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas <laughs> sure. the women's racing is usually a lot more intelligent and one thing that's helping is there's a few more people being part of teams now yeah. sure. and mm. the men's side like you know there's always sort of been a, a team element there and mm. then some, some teams have like a couple of girls like dotted in here and there we've got mm. like you know five girls racing for us at the moment Yeah. and uh, getting them all on course at the same time would mean that 
we've got the opportunity to put like a bit of tactics into the race, which I think is like an important thing. You've got like the Velocity team, they've mm. they've done races where they've got quite tactical, they've had quite strong riders in the last couple oh, of years. I saw that um, uh, Yui from Velocity Posse yeah. is the face of the new SRAM. Yeah, she was on the like, exit yeah, stuff yeah. with Julia Elliott yeah. and stuff that went down it's, there. And like, it's, wow. it's just a great platform that they've been able to get out there and, and do that. Yeah. Um, and she's, yeah, a really strong rider. She's done really well. She was at the Track Nationals. Yeah, I was going to say, racing. I saw a race in Track Nationals. Um, yeah. And we had like um, Joe at the Track Nationals racing for her local club team, mm -hmm. it, which she does like training with. And she got bronze in the Wicked. Kieran. Amazing. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, so it was like, you know, high quality fields, like, and we've got women of that standard racing. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be opening out there and saying, like, you know, there's people that have come like, Yui, I think she hadn't raced that much like I think it's a couple of years and stuff and Velocity Posse had helped her into it yeah they're a really cool sort of team to go okay we're we understand there's like a need for women to feel safe in an environment where they're not getting like mansplained to and stuff like that the whole time and I think <laughs> yeah. that's really cool and that they do their own training sessions and when we've done our, when we've done our crit sessions it's actually had more women there than guys mm -hmm. and I think that's that speaks volumes to me because it's like they want to come and learn and race safely, whereas guys sort of maybe will just want to come to the race and just go as fast as they can. And yeah. in, inherently makes it a little bit more dangerous. Good spectacle sometimes if there's like a, someone falling off and crashing without hurting themselves. Hurting themselves, yeah. Um, I mean, crashing is part of racing, but like, yeah. um, I think there's a big opportunity to expand the women's racing and I'd like to see a lot more of that this year and stuff. Like I've got like targets oh, that sure. I want to sort of hit Mm -hmm. And the the more people I can get, the the more opportunity there is to go. Like, hey, there's a separate B race. So if you've not got a lot of opportunities to race, or you don't think you're fast enough to go with like the girls at the front who have got a bit of experience now, I want to be able to put that race on. And I can only do that if there's enough people entering. Basically, yeah, of course. So, yeah. Ladies, please, like, if you have any questions, just just ask. Like, come yeah. to the crit yeah. training sessions. Have a little thing. Like, when the, do you hold the crit training sessions? Um, we've not got them booked in just yet because it's a bit cold on the track um, yeah. to do like brakeless training just yet because it's a bit icy and, yeah. and mm. wet and slidey but I think we'll try and get some in start doing them late March um, yeah. with the, the talks are there with Lee Valley and yeah. they're open to it it's just trying to get like a, a regular day yeah. and either do them like a weekly or fortnightly thing um, it's also about getting like us down there and being able to hold like a, a good quality session as well sure. like um, we're sort of learning the skills and things and just putting them out there and, and, and things to people. So hopefully we just put a bit of experience on If anyone is experienced and wants to help as well with like coaching and you want to take some people under your wing and stuff, there's opportunity there too so, to help with that. So cool. I think that's yeah. really cool. And just to say as well, we are hoping to have Kaz and Lena from Thundercats um, yeah. on the podcast yes. within the next couple of weeks as well, which um, should be a, Refreshing. A, be, a, better, a better discussion about women cycling than four guys talking about Those guys are absolutely great. Like Lena, we've just introduced into the team, but obviously we've known for quite a while and stuff. And she's like, mm -hmm. been with friends with all of us for long enough. Yeah. And it was just like a really sort of good fit there. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think we've, those guys are like, involved like even like you know you've got jess we've got chris and joe as well um it's just a really good mix and they they're sort of flying the flag for us in the women's mm -hmm. cycling yeah. world without me just going come on the girls come on Do women come on yeah. ladies yeah. Like, it sounds mm -hmm. better for like, come on women let's, let's race yeah. Like, like, yeah. no like well 
I shouldn't have to be doing that. Like, you know, it's it's there as a, as a conversation to be had. Those guys will be speaking about it a lot better than yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. But my heart's in the right place. And I want to yeah. make oh, sure, yeah, like, you sure. know, um, we've got, like, really good sort of, like, um, strong women scene as well. So the the girl, uh, Nelsie, the, the woman who won the Bees race for the women last year, she actually turned up to our training sessions at a couple of those. Oh, they nice. won the B race and stuff, and it was quite mm. cool. She had a podcast with the Look Mum No Hands mm-hmm. um, oh, uh, set up and stuff. Mm. Um, they've got quite a cool sort of um, podcast yeah, going on. And she also did like a, she won a competition to go down and meet Julia Elliott and did a little training session with her before that. So oh, it was wow. cool. Like, you know, she had like a little sort of one on one with Juliet, and then she came to our sessions and stuff. And hopefully, like, that sort of was like inspiring, it's you know, and helpful. Yeah. Like, Juliet does like some really cool stuff. And we've got mm. Dave, her husband, on our team, and yeah, yeah. So yeah. of course, Juliet yeah. really well. And um, she's doing like good things. And I'm glad she's got a bit of a team with Kira now because it's, as I said, I think it's good to get teams in there and show us like a bit of support. And rather than like mm. racing individually, I don't yeah. think it was. Cycling is a team sport. Yeah. I know individuals sort of take the glories, but you ask anyone that wins in any sort of race, it's usually going, oh, help my team. Unless it's cyclocross and it's like, we've been there. Every man for himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody for it's me against the mud. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the I think it's... Definitely it's good cool. with all the teams and that. Like, when when did uh, Thundercats actually like come about? Because I know it was way before I started cycling. <laughs> yeah. And you probably are the first team that's probably did come about. Like when this, when yeah is a, a sort I of I mean fixed team so I say so yeah it's a bit of a, a long shadowy history like it started off as I say on the fixed gear four and we used to go to like the yeah. East Beers Compass drinks when it was in um, was it Jolly Butcher Jolly Butcher's in yeah. Stoke Newington yeah. I don't know where it is right now because that's how out of that community I am at the moment but, yeah, but yeah. I just sort of like found myself sort of drifting away from it but yeah there was um, quite a few of us just used to turn up there and we just sort of like turn it into it was a bit of a do you remember Ahana Fixed? They yeah, were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the cool group. They yeah. were sort of, there was them and uh, London Fixed Gear. Yeah. Fixed Gear London Evers. Fixed Gear And they were sort of like, they were more street crews. And they were like, okay, we, mm. can, we can do a little gang. So we yeah. just sort of started off as like, you know, we drink beer, drink beer, yeah, drink beer <laughs> eat pizza. And uh, yeah, we just throw a bit of metal in there. So yeah. I was like, you know, and uh, just started as that and it was a bit of a sort of joke we had like you see the first kits that we had done they had like sort of like a crudely hand-drawn sort of stuff on the back it was like yeah it's all a bit of fun yeah yeah and it sort of it grew a little bit and then is that the so, same logo you knew you use now no no, no, there's, no uh, you saying that's crudely drawn Tommy <laughs> 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 <Tell me> hours <laughs> <laughs> Oh my lord! Um, yeah, basically that's that sort of went into like the Lee Valley Track League started, and I wanted to like race, and the, there was some local cycle clubs, and I, if I wanted to race, like you should like race for a club if you find it. But I didn't really yeah. want to go on that route. To, yeah, there's I didn't. There was things with like um, there was like CZ Hackney and stuff, and they're all really good, and they do like Primavera and things, but they just didn't sort of fit in with what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know a lot of them are quite relaxed and essentially i just didn't really want to wear that kit yeah, like, yeah. i was a bit like you know yeah. i'm a designer by trade and i'm like okay i want like, that's you know, it yeah i was uh, just saying of, that, yeah. i could show off and do something and like do my own thing so i, was, I just looked into it looked into like registering the club on british cycling and then entering it at the the full gas like winter track league and stuff mm-hmm. and then got the kit made up like found like a 
cheap factory through Alibaba to go and make it and stuff. And mm. they did like Hotel very, Alibaba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did like a really low minimum order quantity. So I'll get a skin suit made up and stuff. And it's nice. like, it wasn't the best quality out there yeah. at all. Um, yeah, but at least you got your design. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, yeah. I felt yeah. proud to have my, like wearing yeah. my stuff and things. Yeah. And like people were interested and they were like, oh, that's, that's cool. Like what, what's the story? And I was like, okay, what does this yeah. mean? And then the Red Hook Crit came about and the, we by this time, a few more of the guys that we were drinking it was like oh yeah i want to get involved i want to race yeah. yeah um so we were getting into racing and so like, i want to be on this team so we did just start going from there basically mm. and then it sort of not that the drinking and the community side of it's dried up because it sort of hasn't it's still sort of there in the it's, background it's still there, yeah. um but it just sort of turned into its own sort of little racing monster i think a lot of us got really involved with the just wanting to just get fitter and get enjoy some it. sort of results. Yeah, we, yeah. We're just enjoying the racing really. Mm. Like it's, it's fun. Like, yeah. you know, some people can go, oh, it's like, it's mental what you put your bodies through and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. They see things you hear, you race and you go, Oh, you're doing like 200 mile race. Like, it's not, not yeah. like that. I mean, like, I, I like to sprint. Yeah. You like to sprint. Yeah. Sprint. Like, you yeah. know, distance like is not my thing. <laughs> yeah, Even when I was sure. doing track. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Even when I was doing track league, I was like, just trying to enter like the sprinting stuff and, mm. and do yeah. that. But when I was like on the distance races, it's like, okay, hide in the pack and then just do the last couple of laps. That's, That's me. It, yeah. That's my thing. And yeah. um, so I'm not really good at fixed crit racing because it's a bit too long distance for yeah. you know, my body type and stuff. But I was like, yeah, I can... I could do this and then the organising just come from there and then it's all just sort of people who got in touch through this like oh, we like what you're doing with the team we're like the start of the team but mm. the, you know we want to get involved like we've had we've had a couple of members here and there change and stuff and mm. it's there's always been like just wanted to get like a good mix of people and it's still mm. pretty much like now we're like all friends first and yeah. teammates second mm -hmm. so I think that's mm. the most important way because um, I think we tried like a couple of things where it's like okay, we're going to bring you in and we'll see how it works and stuff. And it's not necessarily always worked out. And it's like, you know, and I've rubbed people at the wrong, there's people at the, at the beginning that I don't, um, I'm not spoke to for quite a while now. And it's yeah. like, they might see what, what's happened to Thundercats from being there at the original stages and stuff and go, that's not what it was when it started, but the whole thing's evolved. And yeah, I've been sort of there as a, a constant throughout it and stuff but I don't want to see the team as like oh it's Rob's little vanity project and yeah. stuff like that it's still everything I do is like with the, with the interests of like my friends at heart basically course, yeah. and it's always like it's hard to get like that sort of balance there's a 15 of us and it's hard to get that sort mm. of like balance where everyone's happy but I do what I can to mm. put out fires wherever I can yeah. Yeah. It's spinning plates like it is with like you know yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like a little family and, and some of them are like you know some of them like kids and some of them a bit more grown up. Um, but I, I love it. Like, you know, it's cool. Like, I, I know exactly where I am with everyone and stuff. And yeah. it's, it's a cool thing. Like, Lena and Kaz, like, two of the most proactive people on the team. And, like, w yeah. what they bring to the team is, like, absolutely great. And without them, like, we wouldn't be having this mm. sort of conversation about racing and stuff. And yeah. That's the thing, like, with all teams and that, like, how you were saying about Red Hook being... Um, the reason, well, no, I wouldn't say the reason why you started to race, mm. but you see how uh, Thunder Crit is now. You see a lot of teams starting up because yeah. of, it's like initially the same kind of thing that's happening, which is good. Like, because a lot of people are saying, 
it's dying, the fixed uh, scene is dying and crap, which I think is shit because there's obviously people like you like doing yeah. these, putting on these races and, and doing all this stuff, which I think is just completely... Yeah, I think Red Hook yeah. was like definitely a catalyst for yeah. a lot of teams that came out. Like yeah. that was the first year I'd sort of seen East London fixed riding and stuff and yeah. they were doing like their thing and um, I'm not sure 100% what they're doing at the moment and stuff. Like it's, mm. uh, listened to like one of your podcasts from a week or so ago, the one with the kits and stuff. And you were saying, oh, oh, yeah. there's, there's a lot, things are happening a lot later and stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is like my experience. It was like, there was a, this winter has been quite hard with some sponsorship stuff. People going, what's happening with Red Crook? Red, uh, Red Hook. Red, Red Crooks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not official. <laughs> is, that, is that important to sponsors, I do you think? think? I think they see that as the... <laughs> The marquee race, like they go. If you're at Red Hook, you're seen. Yeah, but but shouldn't they be looking at your team and going, actually, we like you and support you, regardless of that's how big the, the market I've got now. Yeah, yeah. like the yeah. I don't I don't want to get involved with the guys that go. Okay, this is the race you want to uh, we want you at. I mean that it helps that we're there, but they also I want to get responses and people that help us to put on these things yes. and do our own thing. Like. Yeah. We're sort of forging our own path, and they need to, you know, the, they need to have some understanding of that. They understand yeah. that, and yeah. like if we're doing our own thing, there's a uniqueness there that attracts people mm. to it. And mm -hmm. I guess you want sponsors who are interested in supporting and showing themselves to be a supporter of grassroots cycling exactly. instead yeah. of a spot you instead of wanting a sponsor who goes oh i just want the splashy race so if you can yeah. just so that i'm just interested in the splashy stuff i don't care yeah. about the grassroots so actually <laughs> yeah. you get this the sponsors that you need i suppose the, the thing is if they yeah. did support the grassroots um like teams and um, races they will also propel that and get the exposure they want yeah. i think they forget that you know if if this if this scene doesn't exist or if another scene doesn't like grow that you can't put the promotion out there otherwise everyone would just be aiming to be tour riders or yeah yeah i mean even like mm. the the pro stuff's in a really weird sort of state at the minute um yeah it, it needs a bit of a shake-up i think just cycling in general it's not stale i think there's some really cool guys doing cool stuff out there like i i could watch pete sagan riding all day and stuff yeah, and yeah. Be like there's always you just throw something out there and be like that guy's cool as fuck yeah but then there's there's people that are like horribly underrepresented and stuff within cycling and it's hard to break away. Like I think the, the corporate sort of teams that are out there find it hard to break away from a business model. Yeah. Um, whereas there's not really that much of a business model in the fixed crit stuff at the minute. It's all very sort of like not haphazard, but it's like it's live is you sort of going from like one place to another going like, we're going to make this work. And it's like, there's a fragility there with like, say like the sponsors want to see like red hook crit there but at the same mm -hmm. time like if it's not there then there's opportunity for somewhere to take its sort of place mm -hmm. or not take mm -hmm. its place but like support it by being this option here mm -hmm. so if the london race doesn't happen this year like it didn't happen this year then the thunder crit is a strong option for people to go okay like i can race in london this year mm -hmm. like whether that's like you're traveling from europe or wherever like you know we had Justin Williams, Jeremy Santucci coming over from the USA Probably, for yeah. a race like last year. Yeah, so that's like, huge, yeah. Guys are like flying in, like, you know, it's not mm. a cheap flight. Like, yeah, I find it expensive to like to go weighing up, okay, like to fly out and race at Red Hook Crit in New York is expensive, but then there's a worth there. So if people finding it's worth their time, mm -hmm. effort, money to come over and race at our events, I'm like, that that is cool because these guys are really good racers. Like, yeah. Justin Williams is like one of the coolest guys I know. And like, yeah. he's like, it's just, such a don like like he races hard but he is such a 
kind of like hard guy who's got like yeah. so many like ideas and stuff like as well and like it's just mm -hmm. like yeah it's just really cool to get someone like that over and like, i really mm -hmm. appreciate that mm -hmm. when people put in that effort and i'm like okay that's cool and then like he's sort of it was helped because obviously like alec is like a big sort of thing there and like a teammate mm -hmm. of his yeah. and alex an absolute boss as well like really sort of flying the flag as a racer a british racer oh, around yeah. the world and stuff yeah sure. um and there's people there are people like him like you, they do their thing like, he does his own thing like he's <laughs> Is is just that cool that like you can just turn up at any sort of race, mm. rag it as only he knows how, <laughs> yeah. and then just like you know, just just put a whole new effort, uh, coolness onto it basically. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm never going to be able to like race like him, and I know that I know my limits. So my yeah. opportunity within the sort of scene is like organising and getting stuff there. And so mm -hmm. yeah, let's get the sponsors that want to sponsor the the sort of the grassroots level and building it up to something. There's an opportunity to be not necessarily be the next red hook but mm. you could be thundercrit could be an absolute like the biggest race in the uk for like years to come and yeah, so it, does it bother you to be compared to red hook no it's, i mean considering that i i personally think it's completely different yeah. it's just, obviously it's the same race uh, initially but the same racing type so i say mm -hmm. but i feel like it's a different um, uh, it's not I don't want to say it's a different environment, but obviously I like the both environments. Mm -hmm. But I feel more comfortable coming right. to coming to obviously a Thunder Crit. Thunder Crit, yeah. Yeah, I feel more comfortable coming to that than a Red Hook, right? Considering it's a different uh, caliber, so I say. I, I um, think I think it's the there's, there's more of a, a, a community. It's a pressure, yeah. it's a pressure like, thing, I think. With, yeah, it's, it's well, a whole yeah. massive pressure cooker, especially with how the teams that enter the red hook are mm. set up and i think that's just like just how the race is and that's how david trimble's wanted the race to go it's like it, it's like a formula one of cycling like i think he, he's got um some really interesting insights into how like racing was i like also he comes from a family that have done a lot of like events and stuff in the yeah. past and yeah. things and uh, he's had that sort of like network there and he's built it up and like yeah he's got his own beast basically and that's mm. cool like I want Thundercrit to sort of stand alone. It doesn't bother me that people put us in the same sentence. I find it, it's like, it's actually quite nice because I'm there's yeah. a, a lot of respect there and stuff for the other races. And I hope like, you know, it'd be the other way around. Like I hope like David Trimble likes the way that he's, his race is put him with other races and he can yeah. see that he started something and there's other things happening that mm. people are, are building on that now yeah. and taking a sort of like, opportunities to like start their own sort of thing within that like because he's still sort of whether he likes to admit it or not he's still like the godfather of that race format i guess yes yeah. um although other guys are doing like you know the rad racing is all like completely different like you know they don't really do the standard crit like their thing has always been about making it a bit different like mm, the fix yeah. 42 is like an absolute monster of the race as yeah. well um, and then they got Tour de Friends and all the yeah. Contacts. I mean that's a really yeah. interesting sort of like concept of Tour de Friends. Like there's no, there is obviously some sort of like competitiveness to it, um, a bit of a stage race, but like it's just, yeah, really cool concept. Yeah. And I like what they're going there. And they've again, they've got some really sort of good sponsors that help support that sort of thing. And I don't you you just don't take them for granted basically. Yeah. And I say that if we're going to back to encouraging people to look into putting on races don't just think you can go and get this sort of stuff straight away because <laughs> yeah. they'll they will need to see like you can use use Thundercut as an example like yeah. he's like you know i'm happy to say look these guys have done this this is where they're at mm. um i think it's possible to it's possible to do it like you know mm. and i'd i'd 
like you know to be able to go to other races on that same sort of level because there's also a bit of a pressure there when you are the only race i mean like white city track is cool like he's doing some good things but like i think he hasn't had the same support network as I have had with the team and stuff. I've probably yeah. found it a little bit easier because to you've get got that. the team and you've got the people at the team. Yeah. Um, there was a sort of there was already like a base to the team as a sort of like Instagram followers and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like there was like we had that sort of initial base yeah. there when we wanted to start doing the racing, and we've been able to build from that. Where he's like started from scratch, and like Kevin, like who runs it, Kevin Monaghan, and he's like really cool guy. Um, I want to like you know support like all the things he does through there. He's got some really cool like relationship going on with Hillingdon. Hopefully there can mm. be like more of those and stuff. But it's like yeah, it's a slightly different vibe. But like you don't have to do like a big flashy show. But as has just sort of turned it is turning it's, that sort of way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like that big and flashy. I think compared to other races at Lee Valley and stuff, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that's like, not necessarily a bad thing. No, no yeah. I mean like it's it's its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being compared to stuff is natural because mm. you've got to, you know, how do I go and talk about it without comparing it to anything else? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's cool. I mean, like as long as people are happy racing and they, I don't mind the comparisons with, with anything yeah. really, as long as yeah. we're not comparing it with a bag of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, what's your race calendar looking like for your team? Are they going to uh, be heading out to a lot of the races? There's, this year? there's quite oh. a few. Yeah, um, yeah um, ting on that. Um, there's a few. There's a, a there's a little thing where there's not so many that have been confirmed yet, but I've heard like down the grapevine when some things are happening. So, mm-hmm. the NL Crit Series is going to be like a big thing for us again this year. I, th- I like what the guys are doing there. They're very honest and upfront with the fact that okay, that we've got this amount of races we can't always attract like a lot of uh, B riders or women riders to each race so they've got some that are specifically set for this is going to have a separate women's field other yeah. times the women's is the B's field and mm-hmm. stuff um, mm-hmm. the, how they handle it's really cool like the experience I've got of going out there and, and racing at them and stuff it's just a really nice atmosphere because they do like so regular everyone knows each other so well yeah. and it's a real there's a whole sort of community within racing, whereas our community is like, community was like a more of an urban cycling, but sort yeah, of yeah. race. So I'd like to sort yeah. of see that sort of switch up because I think the opportunity yeah. is there. Yeah. Um, so NL Crit Series called, there's the um, National Mutard Crit, which is going to be the fixed gear, uh, Nations Cup now. Okay. This year, okay. isn't it? That's okay. happening uh, last June the 1st, I think. Okay. Um, on the thing is, so that sort of booked and we had some guys because we had a qualifying race Thundercrit was part of the qualifying setup for that last yeah, year yeah I saw that uh, so Maxim who sorts that out was like just got in touch and was like really cool and sort of like turn it into this big thing where you could earn points at all these races and I thought it was like that was a really cool way of getting people to go to these sort of independent races yeah. that you yeah. wouldn't necessarily want to get to and is that carrying on then is that going to be a regular thing do you think I'm not too sure how he's, I mean I've not had any contact with him this year about doing another point system because our race happens before his race so mm. it's a bit of a weird like overlap thing okay. there yeah. mm. um, but I don't see any reason why um, it was yeah. carry on or, and yeah. stuff but like I'm going to see how that Fixed Nations Cup format works because it's quite interesting yeah, like yeah. um you're representing a country rather than a team and stuff. So we've got guys that are racing there, but they're like, you know, Kaz is going to be there racing for like a 
British team. Yeah. Um, so it's like an all-star of cycling. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's doing everything. You can have up to five people per country to represent. But you can enter even if you've not qualified, which I think is really cool. Okay. But you don't um, necessarily, like the people that are earning points for like the Nations Cup mm-hmm. prize will be these people that have entered the, the races. Okay. Yeah. So it would be like, you know, I think it'd be like a shootout with like, you know, Britain, UK, Italy, France and stuff. There'll be like quite a few in like Germany, cool. obviously like represented. So it'd be quite yeah. interesting to see how that sort of pans out. And uh, what happens there really, like it just needs some like different things um, just to change it up, I reckon, from things. Other mm. races, um, there is... There will, there will be red hook crits this year, hopefully. So they'll be on, on that again. Fingers, he's not he's not gone public with any dates on that at the moment. He's usually very quick to upload uh, the Brooklyn one. So if he hasn't done that by now, then I, I don't have any hope for the Europe ones at all. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ways to comment. Um, Diplomatic. Um, yeah. um, I'm sure like it'll sort of come out in, in time and stuff. Yeah. But, um, I'd, I'd expect there to be something this year. I don't know what it's going to be 100% in the minute, though, because there's been yeah. no confirmation there. Um, I know we'd like to get out to, like, Mission Crit in LA, actually. I think that would be quite a yeah, cool one to get. So, oh, cool. yeah. so, so I'm booked in for, like, April the 20th, 420 day. I'll be good in Los Angeles. Right? God damn. Ooh, it's wow. all legal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> not for racing, though. Do not race at the same time. Uh, <laughs> and then... Oh, what else is there? There's there's a there's a ton of like little sort of things, and I think there's going to be some more UK based ones, which I think is quite important. So yeah, um, just trying to encourage like more of UK racing, and then getting at some like European. I think a couple of the guys want to do um, fixed forty two again, just because mm-hmm. it's such a of course oh, out there yeah, it's just a format. Mess. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's been a bit of a weird one. Like, there's not been that many date announcements. And I think that again all does boil down to because Red Hook's not come out and put the dates out yet. Yeah. And I think when things click into place, they'll just fall quite quickly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this racism will be busy, and I think it'll be like there'll be like some solid like back to back weekends and stuff. There's also mm-hmm. like some weekends I'm aware of where there's multiple races happening in different places, so mm-hmm. you could like we've got the opportunity to like split the team up and stuff and go to different yeah. things, which is yeah. quite cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, we definitely don't want to wrap up anyway without showing off the kit because I asked you to bring it just because we're talking about <laughs> it's pretty kit lightweight. Like, yeah. Can you chuck it over, <laughs> Marlon, just so we can show it? So if you're watching on YouTube, um, or if you're not watching on YouTube, sorry, then, uh, wow. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Wait, there's more. I was expecting just a jersey. I think this is a bit much. So yeah, let's, let's get the, uh, oh, I've got let's speed suit as well. Let's go for the front picture. So yeah, if you're on uh, if you're on YouTube, it's, it's and you very can tiny see though. See this. I, this is I, obviously not one that. of our sizes. I could fit in that. Um, That's mine. <laughs> but yeah, really, we we're talking about this. A really nice kit. Um, yeah. For some reason, we're saying it kind of reminds of like the Barry Merida one. I think it's just the kind of colour scheme on it. The red and gold yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but, it's just like yeah, um, really nice example. Colour's something I wanted to bring in, like. Obviously, Black Metal Bicycle Club is part of our sort of like setup and things. It's always sort of led from a black kit, but then there was a ton mm. of black kits out there. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You guys we have black got a lot kit. of black kits. We just wear black. <laughs> um, but I wanted to sort of take an opportunity to sort of add colour in there, but without losing the whole sort of ethos of like where we've sort of come from. So mm. the uh, the red sleeve was like just sort of popping out just so you can like go okay when we're in a group you can pick them out like mm-hmm. you need to be yeah, yeah for um, sure and it was actually sponsor feedback as well saying okay like you know we love what you do love the style of the kits and stuff yeah. it's all it's all very cool looking but 
we need you to be a bit more visible and stuff like mm. in races and it's like okay well we can do that but the easiest way of doing it is just adding like a flash of color here and there and just go okay mm -hmm. yeah. separate yourself from sort of everyone else and the kit's something like obviously how it sort of started for me and how it snowboarded was like designing that sort of first kit that yeah. I wanted to race in mm. and it's sort of just gone on from there and I try and keep it fresh each year. Like I think this is the first year I've actually kept the main sort of crest logo looking the same year on mm -hmm. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the f the fur aspects of the design. Yeah, they can always tiger. This is what I was yeah. saying about like obviously the design thought about it is is more is the, at the forefront of everything. Yeah. yeah, and then everything else just falls underneath that, which I do like about the kit. Like in some kits, it's just kind of you don't really understand what it actually is yeah you don't know what, yeah. they, what, uh, what, what, what they're trying i'm not saying that's a bad thing at all like but like, as far as this like i feel like the, the concept and the thought process with this is like, yeah it's more such a thing, uh, yeah. what you were saying like last week about things being a lot more sponsor-led in pro racing it's like yeah, yeah. they choose the colorways and stuff because they're putting in like thousands and millions yeah. of pounds yeah, or whatever yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. hurt to just have an opinion from the racers you know what i mean yeah. like Oh, nah, you know. but they just get put in the kit and yeah, I know, but, wear the kit. But I, just, I <laughs> so always just feel like, idea. you know, you should have some input like, oh, yes, it is. No to that. Yes, it is. Like, it doesn't, it just, I mean, you're you talking wear the kit pro anyway. cycling, yeah? I'm talking pro cyclists, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, believe, uh, I don't really care. No, but I believe that, that at least in the fixed gear scene, yeah. everyone has a, has their bit on it and they go, oh, mm. I like that. But do you know what? Maybe we could just move it to this part of the kit instead yeah. of just yeah. like slapping it in the middle. Yeah. Or it's weird you get things like F1 where they actually like they've got all massive you know huge sponsors putting millions and millions of pounds in and stuff but then they've yeah. got like really cool colorways and stuff on yeah. some of the cars like, yeah. I do find like the racing of that like not the most exciting but I do like hey, the look of the cars and, last year was good yeah yeah I mean like and then you get the guys <laughs> like Lewis Hamilton and you get the helmets done and yeah. that's yeah. they get a uniqueness what you're saying yeah. like you know there is a designer somewhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> in it all but, but I think you get people like um, yeah. Sagan like we mentioned him again I think he's got like a uniqueness and I think he has like a little bit of it it's not design led but he has an input that's there yeah. and the Bora kit has always been like sort of quite fun and interesting mm. for saying it is like a, a tap in a kitchen manufacturer, like yeah. sponsors and stuff. Yeah. But like, you know, there's, you go back to the yeah. old days and you've got the um, Mape kits yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the, it's a tiling company, right? Or something like, they make tiles, but they've mm. got a really, like, that was cool a and that's that, what I'm that, that was, that was a yeah. design, yeah. And the Cipollini days, like he had some, <laughs> he had some mental <laughs> kits. Yeah. That's, that's where I take yeah. like a few, like, when I go back and look at sort of inspiration bits to go from, it's like the first stuff, yeah, Cipollini, he had like zebra print mm. and tiger print and stuff. And there was yeah. like, there was definite inspiration, like going yeah. back through things. It's like, there was some really, there's really cool things back in the day. That you just need to like look at and go, mm. this, this guy represented like all that I like about cycling. Mm -hmm. And how do I incorporate that within, you know, our, our sort yeah. of constraints and yeah. stuff. So. Cool. Right. Okay. Um, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to before we wrap up then? Um, probably just like everyone that helps me like keep sane most of the time because it's like hard to do that like yeah. so I've worked hard like with the team like you know my wife for putting up with me and stuff Um, kids for being a challenge every day which is like a really <laughs> cool thing but it keeps me on my keeps toes active, yeah. Um, and then like the you know we've got some like obviously sponsors that have like helped us like just be like really cool and be there at that um, sort of like our sort of growing through growing pains and stuff really mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. help us where we are right now and hopefully pay them back in you know 
respect and kind and like help promoting their brands and stuff yeah. and things yeah. like exposure a, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean like it's, it's a it's a weird thing i know what you were saying about like um in one of your previous podcasts and it's hard mm. like you see teams that are getting like heavily sponsored and i think it, there is a need for it it's there's also a balance in your sense because yeah. obviously you're you're running a race yeah. initially and you need sponsors to do that so when when it's just i was saying when it when it's just you have to get a sponsor because you want to get sponsored because you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. I feel that's that's the problem. But as far as what you need, you obviously uh, to run such a, a race, obviously you need sponsors for that. Yeah, yeah. So I feel that's that's the difference. I feel. Yeah, I think with, um, with what you. Yeah, so I think it rubbed yeah. up some people the wrong way when we started getting sponsored. We lost like quite a few sort of community friends and stuff it's like oh look at these like that poses and stuff. But as you say, oh, like you know, man, you do man. sort of need that because I I hope yeah. people just sort of see that it's like anything that we get we're putting back and and our effort and our yeah. other money and stuff on top of it back into like mm-hmm. the sport that we love and what we do and things yeah. so and i think that's the important balance with sponsors like we're not getting paid professional or anything like that yes mm. we're representing like you know companies like Altura on our kit and stuff and bell they put in most thunder crit yeah like so they're our sort of like key sort of sponsors on those and then we've got like mm. Hiplock, I can put a shout out to them because they they've like they've come on board and they've like, they like the urban aspects of the team, but also like we've got them like into the whole sort of racing thing. They do some like really cool things that are like for road cycling and stuff now. Like you think of like yeah. that sort of company was like mainly just for like locking your bike up around town, but now they do like cool so stuff, race yeah. ready sort of like zip locks. And yeah, stuff like I was thinking about getting so some of them actually. They, they are really yeah, they're really they are really cool. And like. Um, without wanting like plugging like too many people and stuff like yeah. I think it was like it's just important to get like the right sort of balance on there and then mm. just not don't just say if you're a design team don't just take every opportunity that comes yeah. your way yeah. Yeah. because yeah. like you can some people will error. like you know yeah. I've, I've made some wrong decisions and we've had some sponsors that haven't necessarily like worked out and yeah. I won't drag anyone through the mud yeah. But like, there's people mm-hmm. that like, you know, they came on and said they would do something, signed an agreement form, and then just disappear. Yeah. Like, and it happened, like you know, and, yeah. and there's a whole learning curve for me there. And so, so when it comes to things like that, be careful who you work with. That make sure you've got a right vibe with them, like yeah, whoever you're contact you're with. with. Like, yeah. it's all about contact, and then you'll get a really good sort of value out of it. So if you want to start a team and you want a little help with it, and someone approaches you or you approach someone, yeah. go like. Do it, but like, just think about like what the bigger picture is with it and stuff first. Mm. But like, yeah, get get the right people on board helping you, and you'll go a long way. Basically, especially if you want to do a race, because yeah. people want to get involved and want to help. Um, but it shouldn't just be people like me making it all like, races all the time. It needs to be other people out there like making races happen. Yeah, because yeah. the more that happens, the bigger the community gets, mm-hmm. and the more fun you'll have doing it. It is fun like doing the race. I get stressed on the run up to it but I think the day after usually nursing a hangover from the after party and stuff after the race and stuff <laughs> there's like a real like sense of pride yeah um, and it's not just with me like with everyone that's helped and stuff and yeah it just it doesn't happen easy but it's, yeah. it's a good payoff and it's definitely worth it yeah man great well alright awesome. guys when tickets are available thanks for coming along yeah thanks for coming man thank you very um, much yeah cool. follow Rob um, and North London Thundercats. I'll leave all the links below. So I don't want to get the handles messed and up. And you've got again. the, the new, the <laughs> oh, the new Thundercrit well. Instagram yeah. as well yeah. now. The There's Thunder- so many Thunder- accounts to follow. Yeah. It's going to be a long list. Yeah, <laughs> Check I'll them. put all of that in the description. <laughs> like, follow, subscribe. 
all of that stuff. Cool. Cool. Thanks. Peace, guys.